Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zolnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. We are going to be joined by a guest a little later in the episode. Before we introduce him, let's talk about our weekly insight, which is it is August 1st today while we're recording, which kicks off Vision and Learning Month. So Vision and Learning Month was first declared in 1995 with the primary goal of increasing awareness among parents and educators about the prevalence of undiagnosed or misdiagnosed vision problems in children. We know that in-school eye screenings are valuable, but they can sometimes be incomplete and miss critical visual issues or misdiagnosing them. So the idea behind this month is really to campaign and encourage parents and educators to receive the support they need through real in-office eye exams to make sure that they thrive in school and beyond. So we just love to spread the word about vision and vision things. And even if the kid that can see 2020, there still might be an underlying visual issue. We hope that you share that this is a great time right before school starts to get any child in your life's eyes checked. Wonderful reminder, Dr. Z. Now I'd love to introduce Dr. Andrew Toe. He grew up in Northwest Houston. He attended the University of Houston for his Bachelor's of Science degree in biology. He then obtained his Doctor of Optometry degree at the Illinois College of Optometry in Chicago. Dr. Toe was a teaching assistant during his third year helping students in contact lens laboratory. He was on the Dean's List for 2002 to 2004 and received clinical honors as well. Dr. Toe's clinical rotations included pediatrics and low vision, primary care and ocular disease, LASIK and refractive care as well. Dr. Toe has been practicing for over 19 years with 12 of those years next to VisionWorks in Conroe. He spent over a year searching for an ideal location for opening his private practice and fell in love with the Creekside Park Village area. He is married to Dr. Vicki Pham, who he met in optometry school and they have five wonderful children. He loves snowboarding, mountain biking, traveling, watching movies and spending time with his kids. We are so excited to be joined by him this morning to discuss this wonderful new technology called NeuroLens and how it can help diagnose and manage binocular vision disorders. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Toe. Now to get things started and kick things off, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in optometry. Okay, so uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Andrew Toe. I am an optometrist in the Woodlands, Texas area, which is just north of Houston, Texas. I had a corporate sublease location for about 12 years, um, which uh, before opening my private practice cold at the end of 2015. And being in private practice has kind of given me a, a second wind on being able to provide treatment and services that were not always possible in a corporate setting. Um, I have a you know broad patient base that, uh, and, and see patients of all ages from babies to geriatric patients. I do enjoy seeing kids and love doing, you know, myopia management, uh, which is a way to kind of slow down your eyes from getting worse from nearsightedness. But I also kind of provide more advanced treatments for, you know, dry eyes and, um, you know, diseases. I fit specialty lenses, uh, treat eye emergencies and just kind of routine eye care. 
Um, I have a par- couple part-time associates, so uh, you know I am focusing a little bit more on the specialty side in the office. And with seeing a lot of kids, I do a lot of um, you know what's called cyclopedic refractions, which are more thorough prescription checks. Um, you know, I uncover a lot of uh, amblyopia or, or, you know, called lazy eye cases and, and binocular vision issues. Um, but I'm actually not a, a vision therapy expert. Um, and I don't do actually a whole ton of vision therapy outside of glasses correction and, and, and patching exercises and, and what's called prism. And I do have um, a few colleagues nearby that specialize in vision therapy that I work with. And I send patients that have um, any binocular vision issues that can't be measured with regular glasses, glasses, prism, or, um, you know, cases like concussions or, or spurts vision training, uh, or, or any kind of disability. So that's, um, kind of a rundown of, of my background. That's so wonderful. And I think that you hit the nail on the head that taking the leap from, you know, corporate optometry into private practice really gives you the autonomy to practice the way that you want and to give your patients that that extra little bit of care. Uh, and I think that the way that you practice is really important for our overall primary care optometry community to hear that you're spending the extra time to identify these kids or even adults that may be having an underlying binocular vision disorder that sometimes when we're so busy, we miss, but it's really, really important to spend those extra few minutes to identify those patients. And like you said, if you can't manage it through glasses and prisms and things like that, then you refer out, which is what the whole optometric community is about, right? We can't be a jack of all trades, right? Otherwise we're a master of none. And you've kind of figured out that perfect sauce, right? That you can help a lot of patients through lenses and prisms and the cases that need a little extra love and care you send off to your colleagues, which is, I think is so wonderful for all of our primary care optometrists to be listening and hearing. So tell us a little bit about what you see or how do you identify those patients that maybe need a little bit more care, uh, maybe some signs and symptoms, some of their complaints that really signify to you that hmm, maybe I should do a little bit more testing? Uh, sure. So, you know, generally first encounters tend to be, um, you know, patients just scheduling routine exam um, because they may have some common complaints like blurry vision, uh, maybe some strain or headaches. Uh, we have so many patients that do, you know, tons of computer work and, and reading. Uh, so they just know they, they you know, need to get things checked out. Um, and kind of during the initial testing and, and getting a good history, uh, sometimes it comes up that may have more, you know, you know, detailed problems like difficulty reading or studying, uh, maybe some, you know, dizziness, maybe some double vision. Uh, these symptoms usually start making me think about possibly, you know, binocular vision dysfunction or, or issues. Wonderful. And I think that in our field, we know that things are ever evolving and we have traditional ways to approach our patients, but with the advent of technology, our ways that we can treat and manage our patients is ever changing. But a lot of times it still makes sense to go back to the basics and go back to those traditional approaches as well. Um, so this is kind of a two-pronged conversation. I want to talk a little bit about like traditionally how you approach your patients that have binocular vision disorders. And then after we discuss that, then we'll kind of go into what's available now and how that's changing your practice. Okay. So, 
traditionally, um, I think kind of the biggest thing is, is getting a really good, you know, case history uh, as the first start, um, just kind of listening to the patient, you know, their complaints, their symptoms. Um, and then, of course, you know, doing a very thorough workup and exam to, you know, kind of diagnose and treat, uh, come up with treatment options that kind of has been the, the standard procedure. Um, and, and during our traditional workups, uh, we focus a lot on, you know, I alignment and and focusing and, and depth perception and, and eyes kind of working together as a team uh so that's kind of handled between you know the technicians and and, and myself um and, and we're still doing this but now we kind of move forward with with pre-screening our patients with a questionnaire that kind of really helps the process and it may also bring up other symptoms that patients uh, might not always associate with their eyes Sometimes they, uh, you know, they don't think to uh, associate that they may have some motion sickness issues or, or neck issues or, you know, sometimes some vertigo uh, that they uh, don't always volunteer to their uh, eye doctor. Um, and of course, the traditional, you know, headaches and tired eyes and, and dryness and light sensitivity uh, are, are issues that, um, you know, are brought up commonly as well. And, you know, during this survey or this, uh, it's called Lifestyle Index, you know, if patients score a three or higher in any of these symptoms, uh, with one being, you know, never and, and five being always having those symptoms, uh, then we'll actually kind of move forward and measure them now on um, what's called the NeuroLens measuring device, which is kind of a, one of the new technologies that we've uh, had for the, a little over a year now that we've been very uh, uh, happy with. Yeah, so talk to us a little bit more about NeuroLens, because I think a lot of primary care doctors shy away from if they hear double vision, intermittent issues, or if they have a patient that keeps coming back for a glasses recheck, right? They're like, they've checked them 19 times, they can't figure anything out, um, but they don't remember how to do binocular vision testing, or they don't feel comfortable doing it. NeuroLens has kind of been a really great solution for those doctors. So can you talk to us a little bit about the technology behind NeuroLens? How does it work? What do you, what does it look like for the patient? Tell us all things about NeuroLens. Perfect. And, and exactly what you described is probably one of the reasons why I, you know, wanted to bring it on because of, you know, just making sure I, you know, had extra help to possibly uncover things that I might not be comfortable with traditionally. Um, so, you know, the technology of NeuroLens kind of consists of uh, a, a machine, a device called the NeuroLens measuring device that measures eye alignment in very precise amounts, you know, down to like 0.01 diopter, which is a, a very small amount, uh, much smaller than I can sometimes manually measure in some of our traditional methods. Um, and it kind of measures, you know, any you know, side to side eye muscle alignment issues, uh, vertical up and down. It measures it at, at far distances and at near. Um, it kind of measures eye tracking and, and pupil distances and, and some other uh, useful information. And uh, it's a very, uh, you know, engaging machine device um, that patients sit behind. It takes maybe just a, a minute or two to run. Uh, where they kind of, you know, kind of follow this propeller on this back of the submarine and there's like little fish that kind of go around. So it's very uh, visually stimulating. And, and of course, you have to try to follow the propeller, but you kind of keep wanting to look at the fish. But, you know, by doing that, it kind of breaks up, you know, uh, your focusing back and forth to kind of uh, get all this useful information. And the concept behind it is that if your eyes are not lined up, just right for the right distance that it can kind of really stress this big nerve uh, called the trigeminal nerve, which 
uh, kind of control so many different things uh, for you. And this nerve kind of gets overstimulated. And so once you get this measurement, uh, it's kind of used to kind of prescribe or, or figure out a special type of lenses uh, that are called neural lens that have this technology called you know, contoured prism, which basically uh, kind of shifts the image for you in different amounts from the top to the bottom of the lens. Uh, because generally when you're looking far away, your eyes are kind of lined up a certain way. And when you look up close, your eyes may not be lining the exact amount as, as, as looking far off. And so once you kind of shift the image to help the alignment, it kind of takes that stress off of that nerve, uh, which then helps relieve a lot of their symptoms. And kind of what makes this also different than, than normal prism lenses is that, again, you know, it's, it's variable, uh, which, again, if you're looking at multiple distances, that's where it really stands out. And, you know, the common issues that patients don't, you know, bring their eyes together as well when they're looking at things up close. Uh, so this is uh, really helpful with that. And, you know, it doesn't permanently, you know, improve your alignment. Um, uh, and of course, if you over focus and, and converge too much or bring your eyes in too much, uh, then that is not as helpful with this technology as well. That's where vision therapy still comes in. But these lenses are fantastic. I mean, they work really well for improving symptoms and, uh, so well that the company fully guarantees it. If patients don't notice improvement in their symptoms, uh, they get their money back. So, you know, when I kind of read about that technology and that type of guarantee, uh, I definitely uh, figured it wouldn't be, uh, you know, challenging to to try it out or to see how well it works. Right. I think it's such a unique technology in that it helps you in both the diagnosis and management end of binocular vision disorders. Um, and then it really can help manage patients in a way where they can stay in a single vision lens, potentially. Um, a lot of times with our patients, if we're uh, assessing them for PRISM and they're at that point where they need a distance and a reading prescription, often different amounts of PRISM are required. So talking to somebody yeah. about pulling them out of a single a single pair of glasses and putting them into all these multiple ones where sometimes they were then talking about distance, computer, and reading can become really cumbersome for the patient. So I think this is a really unique way to help approach these patients in a better manner. Um, and I would love to hear from you because a lot of the providers by us that have this technology have not had it as long as you in their practice. Um, so I'd really love to hear now that you've had a nice year of working with the technology, if there's anyone you can think of, a good case of someone where they came to you, what symptoms they were having, and how NeuroLens really changed their life for the better? Sure. Uh, we've had many, many. Um, so, and I guess just to kind of go over some of the things I've, I've heard from patients that we've uh, had good success with it. Uh, we've had patients that were going to chiropractors uh, often uh, or getting uh, Botox for the migraines that after getting NeuroLens didn't have to go very much or as much anymore. Um, we've even had patients tell me their jaw pain kind of got better, you know, motion sickness was improved. Um, and we know that it, some of these patients, it works so well that they would come back and buy more pairs since it kind of helped them so much. They just couldn't go without them. Um, one specific case was, um, actually my own mother, uh, who's, you know, always been kind of one of my more challenging patients and that she was always having issues with her progressives, no matter what I did. And she, of course, being my mother was super vocal about it. Uh, mm -hmm. So I always kind of secretly dreaded when I, I saw her coming to come in just for a routine exam. I was like, Oh no. Um, and so, you know, she would always complain about just being, you know, super sensitive, you know, any changes uh, that we tried to make, um, you know, she couldn't get used to it. 
Uh, and, and of course I would have to go through, you know, remaking her glasses and, and she would still go back to older pairs that still weren't the best option either. Uh, tried all kinds of progressives, you know, and her powers were never drastically different. Um, but she did come in earlier this year for her exam. Um, you know, I kind of had her scanned with the Neuralens device and found like a really small misalignment, um, and, uh, you know, that's something that I ever really uncovered, even though I do, you know, probably more testing on her than anybody else. Um, and so I went ahead and ordered her Neuralens progressives without telling her. And I kind of waited about a week. I didn't want to ask too soon because I've gone down this road before. Um, but about a week after uh, she picked up her glasses, I called and asked how she was doing with them. And she flat out asked, what did I do differently? Uh, she said she put them on. And from the first day, her glasses felt completely natural. She was able to wear them all day long without dizziness. And they were the best glasses she's ever had. So that kind of alone made it worthwhile for me to get the Neuralens device. And it was a really big win for me. Um, and it only took me maybe 18 years to to get her glasses right. Uh, so that's been a, a fantastic experience for for her. I think that's such a testament because it always seems to be that our family members are the hardest patients, right? And they're never happy. And the fact that you were able <laughs> to utilize this technology um, to really help change her life because it's uncomfortable when your vision isn't comfortable, you know, and we always talk about 2020, right? And she was able to see, I'm, I'm confident you were able to get her to see 2020, but it was the comfort of her vision that she kept complaining about, right? And you had tested her every which way, but you couldn't, like you said, sometimes we can't measure that minute of a misalignment. So that's where I think Neuralens is really changing the game is because even though there's the, these small misalignments, they make a big impact on the way that we function. And it really is changing the game for a lot of patients and a lot of practitioners. And it's opening their eyes up to say, wow, you have this misalignment. And we now have the solution. And even if, you know, say they get better by only 50% with the glasses, then we can, like you said, refer out if they need additional testing and additional treatment through vision therapy. So it really is just providing a higher level of care to our patients, which I know that that's all that us as optometrists want to do, right, is provide clear, comfortable vision for our patients. So I think this this technology is really becoming a game changer for a lot of people and a lot of practices. Do you have any tips for the doctors that are listening on how to integrate this into your practice and how do you present it to patients? Because I think that's, you know, new technology is sometimes hard to integrate into offices. So how did you do that with your practice? Yes. So um, I, I will say the team with Neuralens and, and customer service and, um, you know, setup was pretty fantastic. I mean, they, um, you know, had everything uh, installed and delivered and then they set up, um, you know, in-person training with, with me and my staff at the time and just kind of went over all the logistics uh, behind it. And, you know, some of the challenges a lot of doctors worry about is, is time, you know, to, to run this, this testing uh, in the beginning, I was running on every single patient, which I probably uncovered a lot more patients, which was good, but it also made it difficult to sometimes stay on on track with, with scheduling and, and uh, seeing, you know, routine care as well. Um, so, you know, we kind of made it part of our, um, you know, check-in process for patients that we have 
a QR code on the front desk. So when patients check in for just their routine exam, we have them scan the QR code. It pops up on the phone, a, a very quick uh, questionnaire or index that kind of uh, asks a lot of the questions. And that kind of helps us know if we will need to run the uh, machine on them or not. So if they're not very symptomatic on that questionnaire, we generally don't run the test on them like we did in the beginning. So that kind of really kind of helped focus and narrow down cases that uh, may warrant having it uh, done to see if we uncover anything. And then of course it still changes during the exam or if we're doing pre-testing and they do actually have other complaints they didn't answer on the questionnaire that we sometimes will go ahead and run it. Um, and so part of that process becomes pretty straightforward uh, the more you do it. And then, uh, you know, after running the machine and kind of getting the results, it, uh, is really straightforward. When I do the handoff for the optician, I, I kind of uh, tell them that, you know, I, they're a good candidate for Neuralens. And, and during the machine, uh, during the, sorry, the exam, and when I'm running over the results with them, uh, I kind of have, there's diagrams that kind of show you where the eyes are lined up, where they're supposed to be, you know, kind of as a list of the different symptoms that it could be improving. Um, sometimes I'll kind of pull up a little diagram of that nerve. I, you know, some patients do well with that, some rather not see it or, or hear it. Um, uh, just keeping it simple sometimes works better. Uh, but explaining that, you know, once we straighten out the eyes uh, with this lens, which a lot of times they're wearing glasses anyways, um, can really help improve their symptoms. And then they, uh, they go from there. So, you know, usually the optician is great at kind of going over, reiterating some of the uh, benefits from it. And, uh, and again, you know, we, we have that, that, you know, guarantee that, you know, it, it works well. And, and we probably have had, I would say about 95% success rate with it. I mean, it really has had good feedback. We were tracking um, all these cases because I wanted to make sure it, it helped patients. You know, we had a spreadsheet where we would kind of call them about a month afterwards just to see how they're doing because we wanted to make sure that this was something that uh, was, was helping them. And uh, it has been pretty straightforward since then. Well, wonderful. I love that it gives the patient such a great visual of their findings. I feel like that always helps streamline then your management approach when the patient can really see and then they have an explanation for what's been going on and why they're uncomfortable. Um, so I just want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise with us this morning. I know we learned so much and our listeners will as well. And for anyone listening who would like to hear more from you, where can they find and follow you? Uh, sure. Um, so they can certainly find me um, uh, by either emailing me at admin at creeksidefamilyeyecare.com. Uh, I'm actually not huge on social media other than having a website. And, and I think I do have an Instagram, but sadly, I'm not on it as much. Um, and uh, I'll be happy to answer any questions. I you know, certainly uh, really appreciate you guys having me on and, and being able to kind of share some of my experiences. And, and hopefully this just kind of provides another really good option that can help uh, patients with their symptoms and even help, you know, any primary care docs that are kind of on the fence about adding this technology because it really has been able to, um, you know, help so many patients and, and some of the feedback uh, has just been phenomenal. Absolutely wonderful. Well, thank you again. And for our listeners, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Follow us at Twin Forks Optometry on Facebook and Instagram. Join our private Facebook group, Vision is More Than 2020. Subscribe, download, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Tune in next week to learn more about your vision.